Welcome back. I'm not going to take a, a slight tangent and cover a topic that I think this is probably the, the single most important video um, that really anyone can watch. I go to all of these parties where I go see family, and um, you know, my wife and I right now are we, we live in Northern California and we're renting, um, and and I like to point out by choice. And I have family members. Why don't you buy? It's you're at that stage in life. That's a major milestone. All of this. There's a lot of pressure to buy. And when I tell friends, there, I tell them, well, I'm not going to buy because you know I think I'm pretty pretty convinced, almost 100% convinced, that housing prices are going to revert back. And I'm going to do a bunch of presentations to justify why they will. But then my friends, they'll they'll just throw out you know the statement that I hear from them, that you hear from real estate agents, because obviously they want you to buy. Is that well? Isn't buying always better than renting. And I think that kind of common wisdom comes out of the notion of when when you're when you have a mortgage or when you uh when you borrow money to live in a house, every month that that money that you give to the bank is kind of going into savings. That's that's the perception, while when you rent, that money is just disappearing into a vacuum. And in this video, I'm going to uh well, I guess uh work through that assumption and see if if that actually is the case. So let's say I have a choice. Let's say there are two houses. Two houses. This is house number one, and this is house number two. And let's say that they're identical houses. These are, um, you know, three-bedroom, ta- two-bath townhouses, someplace in in Silicon Valley, which is where I live. And uh, I have a two choice. I I, I want to live in one of these houses. I'm indifferent to which house I live in because they are identical. So living in them is the identical experience. I can rent this house. So I can rent this house for. Three thousand dollars a month. Three thousand a month. And or I could buy this house. Buy this house for a million dollars. And let's say that in my bank account right now, let's say I have two hundred and fifty thousand dollars cash. So let's see what happens in either scenario. Let's see how much money is is being burned. So in this scenario, what happens? I'll put. I'll take. I'm renting, so in a given year, let's just see how much money comes out of my pocket. So in a given year, I pay three thousand, three thousand times twelve months, so I lose thirty-six thousand. So I'll put a negative there because that's what I spend in rent. Thirty-six thousand per year, and uh, per year in rent. And then of course I have that two hundred fifty thousand, two hundred fifty thousand. I'm going to put that into the bank because. I have nothing else to do it. I didn't buy a house with it. And let's say that I can, in the bank, oh, I don't know, let's say I put in a CD and I get 4% on that. So let's see, 250 that's what, $10,000, I think? It's 0.04. Right, I get $10,000 in interest a year on that. So I get $10,000, so plus $10,000 a year in interest. So out of my pocket, for the privilege of living in this 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 house in Silicon Valley with beautiful weather, out of my pocket every year goes $26,000. $26,000. So that's scenario one. Scenario one. So what happens if I give in to kind of the, the peer pressure of family and, and realtors and the mortgage industry, and I buy this house for $1 million? Well, I only have $250,000, which is more, frankly, than most people who buy a million dollar houses have. But I have, a 200, I have $250,000 cash. So I need to borrow $750,000. So I take out a mortgage mortgage for $750,000.
And I'm going to do a slight simplification, and maybe in, in a future presentation I'll, I'll do kind of a more complicated one. And a lot of mortgages, when you pay your monthly payment, most of your monthly payment, at least initially, is the interest on the amount that you're borrowing. And you pay a little bit extra on that to bring this value down. That's called paying off the principal. You can also take an interest-only loan. It, but the, the component of the interest is the same. It, when, when you, essentially, when you take a traditional mortgage, kind of a 30-year fixed, every month you're paying a little bit more than the interest just to take down the balance. But for the simplicity of this argument, I'm just going to say that we're doing an interest-only mortgage. And then maybe with any extra savings, I can pay down the principal. And that's the same notion. And right now, if I do 25% down and I'm buying a million-dollar house, um, you know, so I'll have to take a $750,000 mortgage. I don't know what a good rate is, 6%. So let's say at 6%, 6% interest, 6% interest. So to live in this house, how much am I paying just in interest? Well, I'm paying 750000 times 6% a year. So 750 times 0 0.06 is equal to $45,000 in interest. $45,000 in interest. That's coming out of my pocket. And of course, on a monthly basis, that means an interest per month I'm paying, just to get an idea. I'm paying about uh, 3700 3800 in interest a month. My mortgage actually might be something like 4000 a month. So I pay the interest, and then I pay a little bit to, to you know, chip away at, this, at the, the whole value of, of, of the loan. And it takes 30 years to chip away at the whole thing. And over time, the interest component becomes less, and the principal becomes more. But for simplicity, this is the interest that I'm paying, $45,000 a year. And then, of course, at a party when I start explaining this, it's like, aha. Uh -huh. But interest on a mortgage is tax deductible. And what tax deductible means is that this amount of money that I spend on, on, on interest on my mortgage, I can deduct from my taxes. I can tell the IRS that I make $45,000 less than I actually did. So if I'm getting taxed at, let's say, 30%, what is the actual cash savings? Well, I'll save 30% of this. I'll have to pay 15000 less in taxes. How does that work? Well, think about it. Let's say I earned $100,000 in a year, and I normally have to pay 30%, so I normally pay $30,000 in taxes. right? This is if I didn't have this great tax shelter with this house. Now I have this interest deduction. So now I tell the IRS that I'm actually making that I'm making $55,000 a year. And then 55000 and let's say my tax rate is still 30%. It actually will probably go down since I'm, but let's just, for simplicity, assume my tax rate is still 30000 So now I'm going to pay 16500 in taxes to the IRS. So how much did I save in taxes? Minus plus 30 is equal to. So I saved 13500 from taxes from being able to deduct this 45000 from my income. So let's say tax savings. Tax savings. The tax savings plus 13.5k. Now what else goes into this equation? Do I get any interest on my 250000 Well, no. I had to use that as part of the down payment on the house. So I'm not getting any interest there. But what I do have to do is I have to pay taxes on, on my property. In California out here, we have to pay 1.25% in taxes of the value of the house. So what's 1.2? So taxes this is property tax. 
And that's actually tax deductible too, so it actually becomes more like, I don't know, 0.75 or 1%. So let's just say 1%, just for simple, simplicity. Property taxes. So 1% times 1 million, that equals what? 1% of 1 million is another $10,000 a year in property taxes. And notice, I'm not talking about what part of my mortgage goes to pay principal. I'm just talking about money that's being burned by owning this house. So what is the net effect? I have I have a 13,500 tax savings. I have to pay 10,000. Actually, I have to pay a little bit more than that, but we're giving a little bit of income tax savings on on the deduction on the property taxes. And then I actually have to pay, you know, the $45,000 of interest that just goes out the door. So I'm paying $41,500. So I'm paying 41,000 500. Notice, none of this, this 41500 is building equity. None of it is getting saved. This is money that is just being burned. So this is a completely comparable value to this $26,000. So in this example, and this example is not that far off from real values. I could, I, in, in, out here in the Bay Area, I can, I can rent a million dollar house for about $3,000. But in this situation, I am burning every year Forty-one thousand five hundred, where I could just rent the same house for twenty-six thousand dollars out of my pocket when I adjust for everything, and then people, you know, a couple of years ago said, "Oh, but houses appreciate, and that's what would make it up." But now, you know, very recently, we know that that's not the case. In the next video, I'll delve into this in a little bit more. I'll see you soon.